taking alone time. So taking that alone time when you need it. And I'm going to actually chime in here for people who are achievers and don't always have that internal regulator of, oh, I need this break. Take the break before you actually need it. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. A few weeks ago on Instagram, I shared a graphic about the modern mother's overwhelm, and it got an enormous response. So Abby and I decided that we would have a whole episode that covers this exact topic. So there was a stretch of time where I was wondering, what is wrong with me? I could not keep up with motherhood and work. And the house was Mm -hmm. a complete disaster. And I was scrolling past all of these other women that were not only doing it, but also making it look easy. Eventually, I just understood a simple truth. There is too much on a woman's shoulders. From the policies that we have in place right now to social conditioning, it has made it so that our plates are overflowing. And my issue is that it has us questioning ourselves instead of looking around and figuring out how we can get more help. A lot of us are saying, what is wrong with me? Why can't I do this? So we're going to get a lot more into this topic today. When you said it exactly right, we can put the pressure on ourselves. We put the pressure on other women who we are around and overwhelm can show up in so many different places and also in so many different ways. And we all know it's so important to us that we have it in the beginning of our conversation every time we have a podcast episode that your life won't look exactly like ours or maybe anyone else's. But we thought that covering this topic and really opening the door to these conversations of how Amy and I have worked through the overwhelm, it's important, but also the places that we are still willing to grow and that we still know that we need to grow. So for me personally, overwhelm shows up mainly in two different areas. I mean, it shows up a lot, but if I had to really pare it down to two different areas, it's number one, when expectations don't match my reality. So this usually shows up when my to-do list is way too long and I feel like there are still important things that just haven't been done. Like there's still, there's not a line through them. They're still there. And number two, when plans change last minute. So this has never been a strong suit for me, but in motherhood, there have definitely been stretches where I feel like I'm always having to make adjustments after doing the quote unquote right thing and planning well in advance. So with that first one, as far as expectations not matching reality, I'm going to say this one's on me. It's on me. And I'm, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have high standards, but when we set unrealistic expectations, that's on us. So For people who are used to setting that bar high and then hitting that bar, we kind of rely on the fact that we won't miss. Like I've gotten into that that habit of being like, I can do this. I can definitely do this. But then our priorities change. And sometimes when our priorities change, that's when we stop hitting that bar. So I thought 
that when I became a mom, I was going to have a clean house, well-dressed kids. I would be having workouts that were every single morning, perfectly scheduled. Everything was just going to be in line because that's what my life looked like before I had kids. And I honestly did it with Lucy for quite a while. And I felt like I was rocking it. Things were going to as planned. I was able to do all the things. And then I couldn't. I was doing really well until I wasn't. And the other parts of my life, they started to fail. And if I'm being really honest, I didn't notice right away. It wasn't me who noticed. It was other people around me who were noticing it until I finally took a step back and looked at my life and said, I am not the person who I want to be right now. Like, I'm not the mother who I want to be. I'm not the wife who I want to be. I'm not the employee who I want to be. I wasn't doing well in any of the titles because I was trying to do perfectly in all of them. When I think about my time with Lucy, I wasn't being present because I was busy cleaning up all the toys when I could have been sitting there with her playing. I was having surface level conversations with Colin because I was thinking about what else needed to be done instead of just connecting and really relaxing into that relationship. And the overwhelm of what I wanted things to look like was taking away from the life that I was actually living. And this still pops up from time to time. If I get too far ahead of myself, I notice myself really getting into that overwhelm. And it's hard. It's difficult for us. But I'm a work in progress. I'll be the first one to admit it when I still struggle. And this is an area that I definitely still struggle in. Yeah. And I think that is resonating with a lot of our listeners because time and time again, I've heard women say, like, I just feel like I'm average everywhere. Yes. So they feel like they're not the mom they want to be. They're not the employee they want to be. They're not the woman that has a clean house that they want to be. And I think that people can start to get really hard on themselves. So I do not have a perfectionist personality, but this still came up for me when I was a brand new mom. And one question that I've gotten really good at asking myself is, am I doing this for everyone else or am I truly doing this for me? When I was a new mom, I wanted to check all the boxes. My ego got in the way. I wanted it to look like I had it all together. I was trying to put my best foot forward and sometimes doing that and trying to keep up that appearance is exhausting in itself. An example of how this showed up for me is that when I was a first time mom, I always wanted to grab the perfect picture. So whether we were going to the zoo or we were going to family Christmas or whatever we were doing, I always had it in my mind that I wanted to capture that moment. And for me, that meant a picture of it. Mm And then as time went on, especially as we added kids, I just realized that that's a really tall feat. And I was spending a lot of time planning it out and thinking about it and planning the outfits and planning where we needed to, to be in front of. And I was missing the moments and I was stressing my family out. I mean, to (laughs) Try to get a picture with everyone looking takes about 20 tries. So (laughs) 20 takes me like 100. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is something that I can let go. I have to let it go because I don't want everything to be defined by how good of a picture I got at it. I wanted to be there. So what Drew and I have done is we have our photographer, Melissa Winters, that we use. And we just have her come about two times a year. And that's the two times a year that I try. I (laughs) get everyone coordinating clothes. You know, I do my makeup and hair, everything. And I can be in the picture and I can have those moments where we tell the kids, okay, if you take these pictures, we can go get a donut afterwards. 
we're focused. We know that that's our goal and we're going to do it. And then the rest of the year, to be really honest, I really don't need to get the full family pictures. Of course, if you want to grab one during Christmas and try to get it, do I understand that? Completely. I just had to let myself and my family off the hook of trying to present in a certain way versus live. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one area that I feel like I've really improved on. And that has helped my overwhelm. Because if you think about trying to get three little kids dressed in picture perfect, when I have little boys that want to be in superhero clothes, it just doesn't really work. And then the other thing that I thought of that can contribute to overwhelm, I know that both Abby and I have experienced this, is the yeses that we're saying out of obligation. And so if you've been a longtime listener, you've probably heard us on this journey of trying to live a life that aligns with our values versus one that aligns with obligations to other people. So we recorded an entire episode about saying no, and that is episode 24, if you want to go back and listen to that. But essentially, when we're saying yes out of obligation and we're putting all these things on our plate, which is already so overloaded and almost failing as is, and then we're saying yes to these things that we truly don't want to be at, that's when you're really feeling resentful and overwhelmed. <laughs> you're like running out the door. You're like, I don't even want to go to this. I'm exhausted. So this is one area where I think that women can get a lot better to help our own overwhelm. We've also got to be able to receive our friends knows yeah, yeah. when they're saying it to us, because I know that that can sometimes be hard, but to trust everyone with their own life and to trust that when they're saying no, they just don't have the capacity for that invite right now is something that we've become pretty passionate about. And that episode's great because it goes into the graceful no. So for even people who are people pleasers or who like to make other people happy, you can say no and say it in a very kind, polite way that is good for everybody, especially for yourself, especially for the other people, because you love yourself, you love that other person, that graceful no can be so good. Yeah, I think it's so tricky because our identities do shift when we become mothers. Mm -hmm. And so we're figuring out how to fit all of these other relationships in that we still love and want to have in our lives, but it is going to have to probably look different than yeah. it did before. And so a lot of us are on that journey. We are going to take a quick break from our first sponsor of this episode, which is Rothy's. It's 2021 and nobody has the time to be in uncomfortable shoes. That is where Rothy's comes in. They surveyed thousands of their customers and the number one word used to describe their shoes is comfy. So we want you guys to start your summer off on the right foot with comfortable best sellers like flats, loafers, and sneakers. What I love about Rossi's is that there is a style out there for everyone. I am a huge fan of the cheetah loafer, the anchor sneaker, and the Chelsea and Fawn. But you should go to the website and figure out exactly what shoes are you. I know that my Rothies are so comfortable because they keep up with my entire life. Whether I'm at the office podcasting, 
If I'm out grabbing a latte at the coffee shop or taking my kids to the park, I can stay in my Rothy's all day. To help your summer stay in style, Rothy's is doing something really special. That's right. They gave us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time. Through August 1st, 2021, you can get $20 off your first purchase of $100 or more at rothys.com slash herself. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash herself. Trust us, you don't want to miss this. That's rothys.com slash herself to find your new favorites today. And we have loved all the shoes that we've gotten from Rossi so, so far. I'm going to use that discount. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, never August first. Let's do this. They we'll, never do no, that. No, this is our first time. Oh, gosh, so good. But I did want to bring up the second one. And this one is one that resonates with a lot of women. Every time I share this piece of it, they're like, oh, my gosh, why does this bother me so much? Why does this still bother me so much? And that's when plans change, especially when plans change last minute. I've brought this up before, but I felt really in control of my life. I felt in control of my schedule before I became a wife and definitely before becoming a mom. But when other people's schedules, especially three little kids' schedules, are in the mix, it, it change is going to happen. It takes up a lot more time. <laughs> it I sure mean, does. <laughs> all of Owen's appointments, even, for example, it's like that's just that's a huge time commitment of being a parent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I even just think about like the morning shuffle to get out the door. All you have to do is get three kids dressed and ready. Like that's all you have to do, right? It should take five minutes. No. Why does it take us 45 minutes every single morning? When I put in my Instagram story that we get ready from 645 to 730, people couldn't believe it. They thought that that was so fast. Yeah. That way faster than most households. Uh -huh. Three kids ready in 45 minutes. And Drew and I are actually like, we think that having less time is more helpful. Because they have to get out Because the then you just have to go yeah. versus yeah. if you give them too much time, <laughs> like <laughs> wondering about. Oh, well, and I think about this one because I'll do all the things. I'll plan the night before. I'll get everything laid out. And I think that if I just plan my way into the future, I'll have less stress. I'll have less overwhelm if I can just plan way in advance. But sometimes, a lot of times, what I'm finding right now is if I plan too far ahead, I get more stressed because the plans start to change. They change more than if I just would have done things kind of in the moment. And I also think about it that I can think so far into the future that I'm not even seeing or sometimes enjoying what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not thinking about what's happening right now because I'm busy planning into the future, trying to make my, li my life less stressful in the future when... I want to be enjoying right now. Like this is a good thing going right now. And one of our podcast listeners, Ida, gave this tip from her therapist and I really liked it. And I actually implemented it for a couple of days. Her therapist said that if your to-do list is making you feel bad day after day after day, just stop writing that to-do list. Just stop planning ahead. Stop writing the list. Take a break from it all together. And instead, write a list at the end of the day of the things that you've already accomplished. So this felt good. Like when I did this, did I get less done? Maybe. I may have gotten less did done. Did you really do this? I or really did, you did just it? have no. a mental <laughs> checklist then? Okay, here's the deal. So I did it. I, I cheated a Don't little bit because I did, it on a, I did it on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which my Saturdays and Sundays are a little bit less to-do list-y. Yeah, who has a to-do list on Saturdays? Oh, and all the time. All the time. Oh my gosh. But the Thursday and Friday... I made it a point because I'm like, you know what? She she wrote this in. She wrote it on, on a Wednesday. She wrote it in. I'm like, you know what? This is good. I'm going to try this out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start right now. 
I'm gonna start it right now because I'm the type of person who I'd write it on my to-do list to start it on Monday and then wouldn't get around to it. So I started right then and I just didn't write anything down. And I feel like a lost puppy for a little bit. I did. And I honestly, I don't know if I got less done. I probably did. But did I feel so much better in the moment? Also, yes. And the things that I got done were the things that I really needed to get done instead of filtering in 20 little things that just happened to come up. Every time I clean the house, for instance, 45 things end up getting done and the stairs are still dirty. Like the main thing that I wanted to do is still not done because of all the other things that came in. So I really liked that, Ida. And I really liked that it's all about perceptions. It's about the perceptions of you're changing your mindset around it. The things that you have already done instead of the things that you still have to do, it just puts us in a much better place. And I also want to bring this up about perceptions. In a recent episode with Colin and Drew, it was episode 82, Colin mentioned how I mow the lawn on a Thursday if it gets a millimeter too long. So he, Drew and, and he were kind of talking about that. Like Drew's like, yeah, then you don't have to sweep up the mess afterwards. And I, Colin and I were sharing a mic, so I didn't chime in right then. But I had to pause on this one because what he saw was I was jumping the gun trying to get on the grass. And this can be, this isn't just about mowing the lawn, you guys. This can be about anything. But he saw that I was jumping the gun because the, the grass was getting a little bit too long. When in reality, I was thinking about the rain that was coming on Saturday, the full boating weekend that we had on Sunday, and a really full work week that we had the, the upcoming week. So I'm like, if I don't get this done now, it's just not going to get done. But how he saw it was something totally different. And planning ahead is something that many of us do. And it can be a really helpful skill. So I'm not saying it's not a helpful skill. But I also know how frustrating it can be thinking that you're the only one who's not doing that forward thinking. And on a recent Glennon Doyle podcast, she brought up the thinker. And that's how the mental load for many of us is just always turning. It's moving. It's thinking about what is to come. And it takes away from our ability to have fun and enjoy the moment. And then it adds to the overwhelm feeling because you're thinking, if I can just overthink or overworry myself, I won't have any stress ahead everything will be figured out. And that's just simply not the case. In that post that we've been mentioning in this episode, you brought up, I want a true partner, not someone to delegate to. And when I read that part, Amy, I was like, amen. Like, yes, that's exactly it. I want him to just to see all the things that are going on. But in reality, you guys, sometimes we have to make that load visible first because someone else just may not see it. They simply won't see it. And sometimes it takes walking this out with your partner Sometimes it takes writing down all the family to-dos on a spreadsheet and seeing where you can delegate to each other or outsource completely. Sometimes you have to see that the ball is going to be dropped and it's okay if it rolls away, left completely undone. <laughs> that was a lot for me. <laughs> okay, I get a little bit passionate about overwhelm, I think, because these are the things that I know we can change. But sometimes our personalities, we just keep on going with it. We well, you and Drew, thing. your personalities overwhelm me. Like the, <laughs> the amount of thoughts that you guys have. I'm like, there are so many thoughts in your head. It's overwhelming for me because I just don't. I totally respect that you guys have a way different personality. Mm -hmm. I think bringing this all out from in the closet and putting it all in front of us so we can say, oh, wow, okay, because Drew and Abby actually have very similar minds when she was talking about the cutting the grass. And that's exactly the conversation. I'll be like, why do you have to cut it today? I'm not even going to be able to tell that you're cutting it. He's like, okay, Saturday, it's going to rain. Sunday, we have this. Da -da 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 -da. Mm -hmm. And he's got this whole thing marched out. And I'm like, wow, I my brain just doesn't work like your guys' brains. But I think it's really important for us to understand 
what our strengths and what our weaknesses are. So Drew also has shared on here that he has a really hard time adjusting to a change of plans. People with this personality, parenthood is hard for them Mm -hmm. because it's like one big change of plans. Always, (laughs) always. When you have multiple kids, the chance that something is going to go wrong, someone's going to be sick is greater. Like the more people you have in the household, the more there's a chance that plans could have to change. So I wanted to talk about one way that I have helped Drew in this area since I know that it is a struggle for him. And also for me, I am not strong in the planning area of life. So there'll be times where I double book our family, meaning that I thought a birthday party was on a Saturday and it was actually on a Sunday. And so that's a change of plans that I accidentally brought to the family just because I screwed the date up. So one thing that has helped for Drew and I, and I've learned this over the years, is if I already start to work on the solution before I bring him the problem. So I knew that when I screwed this birthday party up, that that could be stressful to Drew's mind because he doesn't like a change of plans. But if I could work ahead and figure out how everything that he was planning to do on Sunday could be moved to Saturday for him, then that makes it much better. So say we had plans with our other friends and I had accidentally double booked them. I would go ahead and text them and say, hey, I'm so sorry. I got my date screwed up. So I'm wondering, would you guys be able to come over to dinner on Saturday instead of Sunday? And so I already kind of work it out before I even have to tell Drew that anything is happening. It's not that I'm afraid to tell him. It's more so that he spirals a little bit more than I do. And so I know a quick text or a quick phone call to reorganize is much easier for me to do. And then so when I go to Drew, I'll tell him the truth. I'll say, babe, Crystal and I got our wires crossed. I thought the party was Saturday. She thought it was Sunday. So I think it would be easier if we adjusted to Sunday, but here's how I adjusted your Sunday plans onto Saturday for us. And then he's like, oh my gosh, thanks so much for taking care of that. And he receives it so much better than if I just come to him and say, hey, I double booked us. So I think that for, and I know Colin has a little bit of my personality type. I think for those of us that do tend to accidentally bring a change of plans into the relationship sometimes, if we can start to work that out before we stress our partner when possible, I think that that's a really strong thing that you can do for your partner. Mm -hmm. And it takes 10 or 20 minutes if you figure out the solution after you bring up to your partner or before. So as somebody on the receiving end over here, like that would feel really good that, hey, I screwed up and I figured it out. It's like, oh, cool. I don't have anything else to do. Because as somebody who does plan ahead and also fixes things, it's like, oh, wait, I planned ahead and now I'm also trying to figure out and sweep up all the mess that has already been made. So that does feel really good. If you're a person with Amy's personality, this might be something to start implementing. Or if you love somebody, work with somebody, or in partnership with somebody with Amy's personality, that's a great thing to bring up to them. Like doing it very, very nicely. Abby and Colin have just had this conversation about iPad gate, Mm -hmm. which is that Colin kept forgetting the iPad that Lucy had to take for 4K. And so where can we work to a place where 
Colin forgetting something doesn't impact Abby's day. It's not that we're unwilling to help our partners. It's that Colin and I are adults. And so as adults, we have consequences. If we forget something, we don't have to shift that onto our partner. A lot of times we have to take that accountability and fix the problem. Maybe not even tell our partner if we don't don't have to. (laughs) Don't stress me out if it doesn't have to be stressful. (laughs) Okay, a quick break for our second partner for this week's podcast episode, which is Third Love. So Third Love, you guys, they have more than 80 sizes. I'm always a person who is in between sizes. So I love that they have the half cup sizes, the only bra that I've run into that has had those. Every Third Love bra is also made with signature memory foam, no slip straps, and a scratch-free band. So right away, you can go on there, take a fitting room quiz, and it gets really detailed to help you find the perfect size and the perfect style based on your body and based on your lifestyle. So the t-shirt bra and the classic uplift plunge bra, they came right up for me. And I can tell you that I love them as soon as I tried them on. It feels so good to have a bra that fits you right away and knowing that you don't have to worry about the straps falling or any type of gapping. And know that if it doesn't fit, you can always return it. So they stand behind their products and the returns or exchanges are super, super easy. And if you do return some bras, they will give them to women in need, which I absolutely love that about Third Love. So this company knows that you deserve to feel comfortable and confident 24-7, and the right fit is right around the corner. So our listeners actually get 20% off your first order by going to thirdlove.com slash herself. So again, that's 20% off by going to thirdlove.com slash herself. And we've been talking about the guys quite a bit on this episode. We bring them up often because their perceptions, their perspective, what they bring to the table is important because you can see two sides of it. But I do want to give a huge shout out to Drew Kiefer in episode 82 for speaking into these topics that we brought up on this episode specifically. So about overwhelm. He spoke the words that so many women have on their mind, but we just can't figure out how to put into words. He talked about the overwhelm, the overstimulation, and he did it in a way that for me, and I know for a lot of women, but for me personally, I heard it from another perspective. And it shows that it's not just a dad, mom, or a male, female thing, but it's something that many of us in certain chapters of our life and with different personality types can be affected by. And hearing Drew speak to this was eye-opening. And if parts of this episode, you're like, nope, not me. Like, I'm rocking it right now. I don't have this overwhelm. Maybe it's a good one to listen to if your partner isn't feeling that way. If your partner is bringing up that he or she or your coworker or your friend or your mother-in-law, if there's people who you love who are bringing up that they're overwhelmed, that would be a really good one to listen to because Drew just does a really great way of explaining it in a different, just in a different perspective than we're used to hearing. So thanks, Drew. You're listening to this one because you listen to all of our podcast episodes, and I just wanted to give you another huge shout out. There were a few other points on this Instagram post that led to this episode that really resonated with women, so we wanted to cover those as we finish up. So something that can really add to overwhelm is being the preferred parent. This typically means that the child only wants you to be the one to help them, to put them to sleep. If they get hurt, they go to you for comfort. Like you definitely know if you're the preferred parent. You might hear the phrase, no, mommy do it, because that echoes through our house as all three boys prefer that I do things for them right now. I started really questioning this and asking myself, 
how can I get out of this? Mm-hmm. In a way, I loved being the preferred parent. Like it's this really sweet bond that I know that I have with all my children. I love to comfort them. But when I start, when I really think about it, this really contributes to my overwhelm because I am doing so much of the physical parenting and the emotional parenting with the kids. So I knew, okay, A, we need to get to a better place. B, what do I want to teach my children? I've got three little boys. If they go on to have a family someday, I don't want them to think that they get to be a passenger in the plane when their partner really wants a co-pilot. So I had to ask myself, where can we get better? So I've shared on here before, but Drew and I had decided that we really needed to take turns with bedtime. Trey and Max's bedtime was this source of overwhelm for me because it just started to take longer. And I would end my day feeling really overwhelmed and resentful because I'd come back into the room and Drew was under the covers watching basketball, having like a grand time. So we go every other day and the kids are just used to that pattern now. But I thought it was really interesting because my friend Molly's husband, Corbin, commented under this post and he had a great reminder about routines. He said, we stick to routines for even more things. So they have a day where daddy brushes the teeth and then the next day mom does it. So they, it's daddy's night for teeth brushing. It's mommy's night. It's daddy's morning that he's getting everyone dressed and then it's mommy's morning. So they're really, they've got three little girls and they're really teaching these girls both mom and dad do it. And the thing that all four of us would tell you guys is you have to stick to it and hold the boundary. Mm -hmm. Because if you bend when a child really throws the fit, like, no, I want mom to do it. Then you're teaching them if they're really loud that you guys are going to change your mind. So I love that Corbin, as simple as it sounds, pointed out that Drew and I could do the routine for more than just putting the kids to bed. Something that comes to my mind is wiping butts. They always want me to wipe their butts. And we're just going to have to say, dad's doing that tonight. Dad is just as good at wiping a butt as mom. (laughs) Dad is in charge of that tonight because we really want to teach them that both of us are going to contribute. Both of us can do it. And mom is overwhelmed. So how can we make this better? So I think if you guys are in a situation and you are the preferred parent, thinking about how this can fit into your life and where you and your partner can start taking turns and declaring it's mom's night or dad's night, I think that could be really helpful. Mm, I like that one. And a lot of these, they don't require a ton of forward thinking. Like you can start that tonight. You can start that literally tonight. If you're listening to this right now and you're feeling overwhelmed, you can say, hey, I'm going to be off duty tonight and it's going to take I'm not going to say it's resistance. You guys, there's Mm -hmm. going to be a protest and it's not peaceful. No, but we kept pushing through it. I would say about a week into it, they really understood, okay, they're actually serious. This is going to happen. And now the kids can tell you whose night it is. They know they're used to it. So you're going to experience resistance a thousand percent. But what we're saying is pushing through that to get to the other side and feel less overwhelmed is so important. Well, because it can be months and years of resentment and overwhelm building, or it can be a couple of weeks of you pushing through the resistance. Like I'll take those couple of weeks 100%. And then 
Another piece of advice and something that has both worked for Amy and I and our relationships is taking alone time. So taking that alone time when you need it, and I'm going to actually chime in here for people who are achievers and don't always have that internal regulator of, oh, I need this break, take the break before you actually need it. Maybe that is scheduling it in. Like putting it on your calendar, knowing that, hey, I'm going to take this lunch break and I'm going to take it away from my desk, not doing any work, not filling my brain with content. I'm going to take this for me. Maybe it is scheduling in your workout or saying, hey, I'm going to take this night and just go and read a book and take a bubble bath. Like those are things that as parents, as as human beings, we need to take those breaks and we need to take that alone time in order to really recharge. And when we come back from it, I mean, there's been seasons where I just didn't take the alone time because I, with my traveling sales job, when I was home, I wanted to be home and I wanted to be with them. And I wanted to be 100% always, always in with my children and with my husband. And then I realized that if I take that time away, if it's 20, 30 minutes, sometimes I come back such a better parent, such a better wife, such a better version of me. So that's definitely one that alone time can have a huge impact. It's, it's visible and the whole family can feel it. I would say for people with my personality type, which when we talk about that, I'm just a little bit more type B. I'm not a great planner. One thing that happens to me though, is that I don't plan alone time. And Drew points this out to me. He just the other night, he was like, Amy, you've gotten a lot better, but I still think that this is a growth area for you. Thinking about and planning your alone time away from the family I think that's a growth area for you. So I feel like I'm always fine. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm fine. And then it catches up with me because Mm. I didn't plan to have alone time until I'm like, I'm leaving. (laughs) I like need to leave this house. (laughs) It's too overwhelming. So I think for all of us, the reminder of don't wait until you're literally like, I need to leave. Because then you've waited too long where if it's regular, if it's more routine, if your partner and your children are used to the idea, okay, there's going to be a slice of every weekend where mom, even if it's running to grab a coffee and you're just alone on the way there, you're alone on the way back, can really recharge you or if it's something longer too. But the point is you can't wait until you're bursting at the seams. And I think that's something that's so common that women in this society do is they wait until they are way too overwhelmed and they're like seeing red. And it's like, can we get to a place where women actually care about themselves every week and care to take time for themselves and feel worthy of time? And we can avoid some of this like complete overstimulation overwhelm. Yes, please. Like definitely yes, please. Even when I was asking Colin these questions, I was saying, hey, how do how do we figure out overwhelm in our relationship, in our life as individuals, as a couple, as parents? And in my mind, I was thinking about like having a house cleaner and like delegating tasks. And it was very checklisty. And his first I'm shocked. Thing, <laughs> and his first thing that he brought up was date nights. I'm like, what? And I'm like, no, Colin, no, this is what this is what I'm thinking. And he's like, no, date nights. It directly contributes to us not feeling overwhelmed because we get time away. We get time, the two of us. We get to do the things that we did before we had children, and we come back feeling a whole lot better. And I just like that perspective. I'm like, Colin, you're right. Like, here I yeah. am trying to figure out all the, the spreadsheets that we can create. Yeah. And here Colin's like, no, we got to go on a date. Yeah. And Drew and I, we are good at big 
things. Like we're going to Lake Geneva with the Greens in August. Is that right? August. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Planning ahead. We got that figured out. <laughs> but we forget to do the little things. So we just talked about this. We call it the State of the Union. We're like, we're not as good at like planning a home date night. I feel like in pandemic season, I was like, okay, Saturday, let's order in sushi. Let's do that. Because we had nothing to do. Like we couldn't do anything. And now, especially during the summer, our life is moving so fast that we forget the little things. So when we're recording this episode, we're going on a date on Sunday afternoon and having one of the awesome daycare teachers come over and watch the kids because that's just, it's easy for the family. Like we're leaving during Cole's nap time. The kids will have friends to play with. My point is, how can you fit it into your life right now? Drew and I agree with Colin. When we are overwhelmed as a couple, we need a recenter. And that often means that him and I are going to be alone together. And what we've been doing is waiting too long and waiting for the big yeah. trips. Yeah. Instead of like, hey, every week, how can we recenter this to make sure that we're both feeling good? The last point about this idea of overwhelm is the invisible load. And it's something that Abby mentioned earlier in the podcast episode. It's something that we've talked about on this podcast over and over again. But how can we make the invisible load that is on moms? And if you're not familiar, it just means that moms are often thinking about a hundred things. You're like, okay, when is their next dentist appointment? Oh my gosh, when is their well check? I've got to schedule their well check. I've got to get them new clothes. I've got to do this. And so women often are carrying the weight of all of these future plans, which I mean, yeah, it's funny that I don't, I'm not a great planner, but I still have this. I I need to have clothes that fit my kids. Mm-hmm. I need to have, you know, a birthday party, whatever. So what we're passionate about is bringing this invisible load out and making it visible for your partner to say, babe, okay, we've got Cole's second birthday coming up. Can you, and then delegate off what you need them to do for far too long. I was just figuring it all out by myself and it was so hard. And now I've had to say, I really need Drew to help me with some of this. So I am going to have to delegate off. And we do get some pushback about this subject too, because people are like, I don't want to delegate. I said that that was like everyone's favorite part of my post is I was like, I want a partner, not someone to delegate to. I think there's a fine line. I think that Drew and I have gotten to a place where he now knows what is expected of him. Like when we're leaving the house, he knows exactly what he has to do to get the family ready to leave the house. So that's no longer on my plate because it's completely off my plate. But if you have something coming up like a birthday party and you need them to do specific things, I'd rather delegate and get his help than do it all myself. So there's times where You want your partner, you want them to step up and you want them to be a partner. And you're like, I don't want to have to talk to you about this anymore. Like you're in charge of the kid's doctor's appointment. That's completely on you. I'm not even going to think about that anymore. I'm not going to check in on you. Like we're saying before, you're an adult, you've got to do this. But then there's other times where you see something coming in the distance and you're like, okay, I feel like this is going to get stressful. I've got a busy week at work, whatever it is. I need help getting Cole's birthday party ready. That's when I'll be like, okay, babe, I need this and this from you. Can you do that? 
Yeah. And those routine things, the things that will always be happening once you get in a good routine and a schedule yeah, of like, you're those, doing this, get those figured out to a place where they're not delegated. They're just shared. Exactly. They're shared right away. You don't have to have the everyday conversations. If you're having those everyday conversations, that's when there's a problem. Yeah. And that's, that's when, when I totally understand why women are like, dude, yeah. why do I have to before. check the diaper bag? Like this isn't this rocket is- science. It's freaking diapers and it's wipes and it's some butt paste. <laughs> there we go. Oh, butt paste. Gosh, you're you're one upping me there. So I don't even I always like to have a little butt paste. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. But these are the conversations, you guys, that we're going to keep bringing into the podcast. We'll keep bringing into the Instagram account because we know that they affect so many women. They affect so many families. They affect so many of us in all of our titles. So if there's something that you pulled from this episode, let us know. Like We love hearing from you over on our Instagram account at the Herself Podcast. And if you have not written a review, we would love that too. It's just a way that we can get into more homes, into more ears, and to have these conversations with more women just like you. Thanks again. 